The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I am almost coherent today. It's, it's fabulous. We are on with my co-host, host of the militant, militant moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. G'day, mm-hmm. Paul. G'day, and what are we talking about today? Well, we have a whole bunch of depressing stuff to talk about today. Mm, yeah, um, not a happy thing. No, not not really any happy things. Um, but I do have to start with the disclaimer. I always warn people we have a really weird job. Well, the weird part of the job, um, I ended up injuring my back, and so right now I am. I, I I've never had uh, Percocet or oxycodone before. Oxycodone. They gave oh, it I to me, and I'm not sure. I take four of those a day. I take four of those a day. I took a. I took a half a one, and at this point, I feel like I drank absinthe. I'm waiting for the little green fairy. Um, uh-huh. So if yeah. I say anything, uh, you, you should drink. You should try a Percocet. You should try a Percocet. Wash it down with absinthe. There is a place to go. Probab- <laughs> I would probably die. I have a very low tolerance for medications, um, and I'm always secretly terrified of addiction or problems. So, too, I've been taking, like, snapping them in half, and mm. they gave me that and Valium. And I took one the first Ooh. one uh, when they first gave it to me, and the Valium, and I was unconscious on the floor drooling. So, um, I've learned I'm not good with medicines. I'm putting that out as a disclaimer in case I say anything crazy, because, um, you know, it's, I, I don't, uh, in, in the age of the hypersensitive, I'm an asshole to start with, so I want to be a little careful there. Mm. Now you and I take four of the t- and I take four of the ten three twenty fives a day, plus a muscle relaxer and a nerve detonator. So yay! How are you walking? It's amazing what you can get used to. You know. Yeah, I uh, have one mm-hmm. drink. I'm out. I have a cup of coffee. I'm up all night. I have half a uh-huh. Percocet. Apparently, I'm drooling on the floor. So. Um, I I give up on life. It's basically a nice little mix (laughs) Um, of heroin and Tylenol, so, you know, there you go. Well, that that explains it. Um, Mm. Now, you were talking about James Gunn before the show, because we have a bunch of stuff to get into. James Gunn thing is really interesting. I didn't hear anything about this, mostly because I have not been conscious. Fair enough. So, according to uh, what I what I read, uh, there's an article in Variety, and I'm going to cite a Fox News uh, video bite that was on YouTube. But James Gunn was fired from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three for some offensive tweets he made between 2008 and 2011. Uh, 
they now he's saying, well, he over, uh, James got fired over pedophilia tweets. Well, the one pedophilia tweet was obviously this is a joke. Uh, he said uh, he joked he attended a meeting of the North American Man Boy Love Association, known as NAMBLA. NAMBLA, yeah. Made ma- which made him finally feel okay with being who he is. Uh, now, I don't even know if Namble actually exists, because I ain't Googling that shit. Not a chance it of does, freaking hell. I have, it, it does. I have. They actually tried to do some product placement, because they wanted <laughs> to improve their reputation. Seriously, you I've dealt with them and the KKK and told them both to go fuck themselves. You can't approve, improve that kind of a thing. They just, no. No! Well, I, I, got, I got the whole spiel. Apparently, they believe... All human beings are sexual beings, which is uh-huh. essentially what, like, the children of God and all those crazy cults say. Maybe um, after you hit puberty, where sex is a thing. And, well, they say there's a difference between raping a child and, um, and sharing and, and a shared experience. Oh, yeah, it's the call me by your name argument, I think it was. Yeah. The movie, the movie I, I, yeah. about... It was so- about yeah, and that was something that even roasted Milo Yiannopoulos over the freaking calls for being involved in a relationship that was portrayed, that was like the one portrayed in Call Me By Your Name. And I never, no, never saw that. Milo was the kid. You know, he talks about when he was a kid, an older uh, uh, priest, yep, fits the profile, uh, sired him into the gay, gay lifestyle. But that's what James Gunn did. Obviously, it's a joke. He, uh, there's also another one where, uh, now this is definitely a little bit tone deaf. You know what feels great? Uh, let's see. The best thing about being raped is when you're done being raped. It's like, woo, that feels great not being raped. Yeah, okay, you guys can't, you can't see me, I'm slapping my head, my hand against my head here, I'm, I'm doing a face palm, I don't want to do it, so it's, no, I get it, you know, it's not, you know, the rule, I've always felt the rule is if it's funny, all is forgiven, that's not funny enough, and, and that's exactly it, it's, he, he broke the cardinal rule, it's all right to say something horrible if, if it's funny, um, yeah. Now, I'm going to try... I think it's ridiculous that he got fired for that. Um, yeah. Things, have, yeah, the things Fox have gone thi- too far. Yeah, the Fox thing uh, that I was going to cite is that apparently two guys uh, unearthed these tweets, and they go and they are Mike Cernovich and Jack Prosevic. If there are any members, you know, if there's anybody who fits the bill of being alt-right, it's these two guys, they are icky. Just, yeah. I, I've seen some of their stuff and just, yeah, not good. But he tweeted, he's apologized for the tweets, so therefore, you know, he's not saying that they've been faked or anything like that. But and, he's owning it. Uh, it's not. I mean, well, so much for that franchise. Okay. Okay. I think we'll still go. Oh, it'll still go. It just will be the same level of quality. Because, I mean, you needed somebody who was a little off in the melon to pull off a series like that well. 
You know, I I work, I do distro on one and two, and um, I, I have a soft spot for Guardians, so I'm going to keep mm-hmm. opinions to myself, but I don't think they should have fired him and fuck them. Um, so that's me keeping my opinion to myself. I'd like to remind everyone, every time we use bad language, we give money to Free MMA, um, the Boys and Girls Club of America, and the Humane Society which is vo- matched by Voice America. So Paul and I are actually being dirty. We have dirty mouths for charity. Um, Balls. Now, Lex is going to kill you. She has to count those <laughs> in the background. Um, I, for those I that don't know, that that's my sister, Alexis week. Romero. I, I yeah, she, but she has to count them. She hates it. <laughs> Um, now there was, we only have about four minutes to a break, but I did want to go into this. I was absolutely, um, shocked. There was an actor, uh, Joseph Capone. He was maimed in a kidnapping and ransom plot. Uh, they took his co-star, the woman he, he co-starred with, um, Daisy McCracken. And they were in yeah. Resurrection. And um, they actually, he, they amputated a part of his body. They won't wait, say which. Wait, wait. Uh, they say cut his Daisy, tongue and his eyes. Daisy McCracken? Yep. Is his father, is her father named Phil? Probably. I, I don't know. Say um, that but name they, out loud. Just, 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 just to help me out. Yeah. Um, well, Phil, so they Phil uh, kidnapped these Oh my God, that is her name. <laughs> you can change it. You know that. She knows that, right? Well, so she was uh, sexually assaulted. Uh, uh, he had, they, they, they put out one of his eyes. <coughs> they were held for ransom because they were in this film. And they're not A-listers, so they don't have, you know, the, the 24-7 bodyguards with them. Right. Um, but they were recognizable enough to these people. They were taken to, uh, um, you know, a pretty dangerous area. They were driven from uh, their home. They took um, Daisy's Lexus. They had her sign it over. They had her write them a check for $10,000. They put out um, Joseph Capone's eye. They cut his tongue. They won't specify what body part, but he had a body part maimed and amputated. Um, oh, and, the, and the people that did this um, were, it was three sp- suspects, Keith Andre Stewart, 32, John T. Jones, 25, and Amber, 26. And they're being investigated. They were caught with these people. Um, she got away. She told them where he was. And she, she told the police where he was. These guys were tortured for days before this happened mm. and it happened because they were recognizable enough that people knew them from their films these people knew them from their films right. thought they could get money out of them but didn't have the protection of A-listers yeah, uh, yeah I, so I, I don't know these they were in Halloween Resurrection from 2017 yeah uh, yep. that was there was a Hollywood, there was a Halloween Resurrection movie in 2017. Hmm. Well, it's going to get a lot of press now because of this, but this isn't exactly how you'd want to get it. No, no, but they'll take it. Uh, yeah. 
I'm looking so at apparently the they... I'm looking up so this movie really, as we speak just yeah, to make sure that I don't know how anybody worked on this damn thing. Um, so the whole thing, I'm, it kind of took me back, took me back a little bit. We only have one minute, so I'm going to blast through what I have to say here. Mm. Um, I get, I, you know, I have some restraining orders against a couple of creepers that go to the talks I go to or um, some guys that saw films I mean, years ago and now either listen to this show or have gone to my panels. And I've, I've had to get a couple of restraining orders. Um, I, I know people that have recognized you, Paul. Mm. And it's, it's really, it's And those are always awkward because of my work in porn. Yeah, you gotta, it's, it's figuring out where they know you're from. That's important. Um, but what scares me about this is I, I don't want to see it put off a trend because these people are recognizable. They assume there's money there. And they're, they're kidnapping the actors, they're taking the actors, they mains, you know, that, that poor man. And, yeah, they, you guess know, they assaulted that woman. A strong, and, iron, a strong iron kidnapping? Yeah, oh, it, it got terrible. We have to go to break there. But I will say, um, what worries me about that, people always worry about the safety of the A-listers. The A-listers a lot of the time have a lot of bodyguards. I worry about the B, C, and D-listers. Because they don't have the same protection. So that's just a little food for thought for everyone. You oh, know, if you're worried crap. about Brad Pitt, he's got... I think a got... buddy of mine wrote this movie. Uh, uh, well, okay. Well, that doesn't surprise me, Paul. You know everyone. Um, mm. So essentially, the, the A-listers are always a hell of a lot safer. And the further you go down, especially when you go to the C and D list, they just don't have the same protection. But they do have some, some, they are recognizable and they do have some uh, face value. So this really, really shook me, really shook me. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We are on with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolan, who apparently knows the writer of this film, so we'll talk mm-hmm. more about this later. When we come back, we'll be on with Dr. Russ. And our very special guest today is John Reynolds. For Space Week, we decided to go with space-themed films. He worked on E.T., Benji, Twilight Zone. He is a very badass, badass filmmaker. I've worked with him. Incredible man. We'll go through more of that later. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric Easy Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, of the militant moderate and probably one of the most badass guys in Hollywood, Paul Michael Bowen. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Paul. Hello. I know uh, during the break, Paul was looking up the story we were talking about, and it's pretty freaking horrific. Mm, um, yeah, so we are not, going not to hearing that. And I don't want to crap on the guy, yeah. but it doesn't seem like he has. You know, he's that. Why is he? Why did they pick him? I don't get it. Yeah, I, I'll send you some more of the story. It's just one, it was chick that picked him. It was very, very odd. Um, we'd like to welcome to the show our favorite doctor, and I know he, we, we missed a week, couple of weeks with him, and everyone got really cranky, so I'd like to welcome back Dr. Russ. Dr. Russ, welcome to the show. Thank you, Summer. Hello, Paul. Hello, listeners. Nice to be mm-hmm. here. Well, it's always wonderful to have you on. I'm going to jump straight into the questions. Um, because Paul and I were talking about horrific things, and we kind of went over time earlier. Our first question is from Beefy Bridesmaid in Louisville, Kentucky. I want to lose weight quickly for my sister's wedding, but I do not want a crash diet. What is the healthiest alternative you can give me without exercise? Well, exercise uh, doesn't really help uh, rapid weight loss, so... uh, uh, I accept that, uh, but you you could lose weight quickly with weight loss medications uh, such as Centramine. 
my experience with uh, fentramine in my practice is that uh, patients will lose between 10 and 15 pounds in a month, which beyond that, it's not healthy. there are people, weight loss clinics, that offer very low-calorie diets uh, supplemented with HCG or vitamin B12 injections, and uh, these tend to be effective, at least short-term. Um, however, uh, Beefy, uh, why not give up on uh, short-term loss and just uh, get healthy, eat a healthy diet, and your weight will come down uh naturally and it it will be uh better for your health in the long run it's just a freaking wedding i mean come on exactly i I gotta say though i've been i've been to kentucky and tennessee and mississippi i ordered a salad down there i got one sleeve and a pile of pulled pork so (laughs) um with 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 like barbecue sauce so i'm not sure how the food options are in louisville but if you're ever traveling to the deep south, um, pack a salad. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners in Kentucky was, will be very appreciative of that statement. But, you know, most I of them are scared of the radio because I they think it's a box the, of ghosts. But that's just me. All right. So there we go. I like Kentucky. I like I like the people down there. Actually, some of the people, a lot of uh, people write in from the south, especially for Dr. Ross. So mm-hmm. he's very, very well, popular down there. I'm fond of the South, too. Uh, Louisville is on my bucket list for the Derby. I've not been there, but uh, I'd advise those folks to go easy on the mint juleps because alcohol is is full of calories. (laughs) You know, that's the drink of the uh, Kentucky Derby, Mm -hmm. of course. The Kentucky Derby. Loaded loaded with sugar. Yes. The worst part of this is never on a mint julep. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It was, yeah, I, I, I... yeah, I get really, I'm not a good drinker. I have one drink in vomit. But um, it just sounded good. Sounds, it sounds uh, yummy. Okay, our next question is from Diet Disconnect in San Diego, California. I've lived a healthy vegan lifestyle for over eight years. Recently, I heard that the paleo diet is best for overall health and longevity. I would like to incorporate the paleo diet into my vegan lifestyle. Is there a way to do that without the animal byproducts? And that's signed diet disconnect. Well, uh, no, there is really not. There's really not a way to do that. Uh, You mentioned lifestyle. Uh, The paleo diet is uh, a lifestyle in a sense, and it's it's the healthiest way to eat. Uh, It's modeled after how our ancestors ate for over two million years until very recently. Uh, and it's a radical departure from uh, current eating habits. Uh, I uh, saw this special on PBS about a hunter-gatherer tribe in Africa, and they were all very slender people, but muscular. But uh, you know, they weren't uh, uh, undernourished. Uh, but uh, they were walking along and uh, came upon a hole in the ground and. Uh, the chief bent down on his knees and uh, crawled into the hole. There was a bunch of commotion, and he backed out, and he had uh, two porcupines in his hand. And uh, his uh, uh, mates uh, descended on these porcupines, and they had uh, porcupine soup that night. Uh, 
and uh, it's just a, a really radical difference of how how we uh, ate as hunter gatherers and how we how we eat nowadays, uh, following the dictates of General Mills, uh, Kellogg, uh, the food pyramid. Uh, so. Um, if you want to learn more about it, you know, you mentioned lifestyle. Get the, uh, uh, the uh, there's a good book called Neanderthal or the Palm Springs Diet, and uh, try becoming that, yeah, a modern that one's day a one. mother. So uh, it's uh, you know she's looking more for a lifestyle. I think some people are vegetarians because they, uh, you know, for philosophical reasons they don't want to eat anything with a face, but. Uh, you know, our ancestors, uh, that's the greatest proof of uh, the validity of uh, a, uh, a healthy diet, you know, the, the uh, Palm Springs diet, the uh, paleo diet. I like that. Now, our last question is from Freddie in Melville, Montana. I've never heard of Melville. Um, what diet fad is the most dangerous? Well... <laughs> You call yourself fatty, F-A-D-D-Y. Uh, are you eating? Uh, are, are you eating for thrills? Because uh, uh, if if so, you're looking for a way to eat uh, that will uh, put yourself in danger. And uh, in your case, I hesitate to answer uh, the question about what is the most dangerous diet. Uh, why don't you? Uh, Try losing, uh, try healthy eating. Uh, you know, you can't lose that way. So uh, that's my answer. <laughs> I like that. I think that's a very good answer. Which was your favorite question this week, Dr. Well, I think people often uh, uh, think in terms of uh, rapid weight loss, and that, that's really not the way to go. Uh, uh, I'd say number one is, the, uh, is my preferred question this week. So to our beefy bridesmaid in Louisville, Kentucky, courtesy of Dr. Russ, we will be sending you a copy of the Palm Springs Diet so you can get fit and healthy and feel fabulous at that wedding and for the rest of your life. If you guys want your own copy of the Palm Springs Diet, you can find it on Amazon.com, Walmart.com, um, KenthRussMD.com, AuthorHouse.com. It's everywhere. I know you guys have been Googling it and downloading the books and the e-books and the this and that. So it's great. Um, the hard copy is definitely better than the book, just, just telling you guys, because the journal is a, it, it really helps using the journal. So just a personal opinion, I'd go for the uh, paper, paper version versus the e-book. But as long as you're reading it, I think that's important. Next week, we're going to have some uh, really, really interesting news about the new Palm Springs Sire, which is the Under the Prey under the tongue spray, so I'm going to leave you all in suspense for that. Um, Dr. Ross, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, you're welcome, Summer. It's always a pleasure. Uh, so uh, I bid you goodbye, uh, Paul, and, and your listeners, and we'll talk again next week. Thank you. Well, thank you, Dr. Ross. We look forward to having you on next week, and I'm really, really excited for uh, our chit-chat next week. Guys, when we come back, we are going to be on with theater, film, and television director John Rommel. He has 40 years in the entertainment business. It's taken him from Dallas to Hollywood, as far south as Korea. Um, he's, oh, he taught film directing. He directed Benjamin Br Britten's opera, The Little Sweep. Uh, 
you name it, he's done it. I'm looking at all of these. Wow. Okay, so he's done a ton. We're going to go through this when we come back and I do his intro. He's worked on E.T., Benji, Twilight Zone. Oh, my God. So, for our Space Exploration Day, we are going to talk to a guy that's worked in uh, sci-fi film and damn near everything else in Hollywood. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. We'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. I want to give a quick shout-out before we get on with our very special guest today to Adrian Alcantara Hair Studios in Palm Springs, California. Thank you for always making me look red carpet ready. Aspen Mills Bread Company for supporting the nonprofits in Palm Springs, Scott Haskins for the wonderful music, and Flat Black Art Supplies. They supplied paint and artists to do up uh, Free MMA, which is a nonprofit that we support. And uh, every time we swear, we give money to Free MMA and the Boys and Girls Club and uh, the Humane Society. Bubbly so nipple flat parts. Black Paint. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, no, 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 exactly. I, was, I was swearing uh, flat, in the background again. Good. Flat <laughs> Black Art Supplies actually went in 
and uh, went into the, the gym for free MMA and did some of the most incredible artwork I've ever seen. They painted all the walls. Um, and I think it's awesome that they're doing that for kids. So that's really cool. We'll put some pictures on social media. We love to put up uh, the charities we support, of course. And Aloft Phoenix Airport Hotel, you guys are fabulous to us. We love coming out and seeing you. Um, and if you can answer this week's question, which I will let Paul pick, you can either win an ATV ride at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California, or a float at True Rest Spas in Sedona and Las Vegas. So, Paul, I'm going to have you pick a question before the end of the show. And All I would right. like to welcome to the show our very, very special guest, uh, somebody I admire very much. He's the director of theater, film, and television. He's been in the entertainment industry for 40 years. It's taken him from Dallas to Hollywood, from Korea, where he taught film directing and directed Britain's opera sweep, to include Up, uh, Up the Trail, Punk Boys, and Dinette, The Anastasia Files, A Woman's Hand, Roundabout. John is currently the director of the web series The Rocks, and the reality show True Psychics, True Psychics of Sedona. His film background includes being the special effects and lighting director of major motion pictures, including E.T., uh, Comes the Horseman, Twilight Zone, the movie, and The Town Inferno. I'm actually reading this as I go and going, I didn't know he did all of this, and I love him. Um, Towering Inferno and Disney's Dinosaur. John has worked on hundreds of television shows and commercials, and he has the and his film vision to seek the hunt. This is what happens when you're on medication. The vision <laughs> of Seek to Hunt Great uh, was winner of the prestigious CINE Golden Eagle, and his the Han uh, the Secret of Lizard Women. Uh, was an Emmy and humanitarian, humanitarian, humanitarian nominated ABC family film. I'm going to kill myself if I can't see this. John, welcome to the show. I'm sorry I have my back on Percocet and I can't read anything right now. It's quite He's okay. I just He's... think it's interesting to note that the only time I can actually talk to you personally is if I talk to you on air. Welcome to my world, sir. Welcome to my world. All right. You actually have my phone number. <laughs> you, can, you can actually, you have my phone number. I can text and call. I'm sorry. Yeah, I do too, um, but we just don't. It's so okay. I'm not whining here. I'm just being funny, but it's true. I talk yeah. to Alexa all the time. <laughs> yeah. So how are you? you are we, I'm doing good. I, uh, I, I fell hurt. You know, I'm, I'm an idiot. hurt my back. Um, so they put me on a medication I've never had before called um, oxycodone. And I, that Oxy just made me retarded. So I've I've quit all work for the, the last few days. The woman's on heroin, basically. I know it. I know the drug very well. Yeah. Well, good luck on that. So I'm, I'm, I did hear about your phone So I'm glad to hear you're at least talking well. Yeah, I, I um, I have the IQ of a rat point, right you know, now. <laughs> yeah, I have I have the so, IQ of a rattle. It's brilliant. So. John, as, as soon as we got on with you, people started hitting us on Twitter, asking questions. Um, so you worked on the Twilight Zone movie. You've worked on Towering Inferno, which I didn't know, actually. Uh, you've worked on some incredible films. 
I knew that's on. I mean, uh, E.T. is one of the greatest films ever made. Yeah. What yeah, was your I, I've been fortunate. I've worked on some good stuff. You know, you do and you don't. I mean, it's 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 work. Uh, I, I mean, I know a lot of people find this kind of stuff glamorous, but when you're in it, it's a job, and you do your work, and you show up, and you do whatever's necessary for you to do <laughs> under the job descriptions you've been designated. <laughs> so that it, is you have to love it. The, the best description I ever heard of directing came from you. And you said it's like flying, flying a plane that's already missing a wing and it's on fire. And that <laughs> that's was a good day. best description <laughs> that was on a good day. That was the best description I've ever heard. And I tell everyone that because it's very, mm. very true. And I've being able to keep a set together and being able to keep everything together with so many strong personalities and it can be really difficult. Uh, what was your most challenging job? Oh, uh, boy. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, they all offer challenges in their own way. I suppose, I, I, I guess actually my most challenging job was when I did these, the thing for ABC, which had just been purchased by Disney, uh, The Secret of Lizard Woman. And we shot that out on the reservation uh, uh, in... Uh, um, I can't even think about it anymore. Um, they're in Arizona, um, Tuba, and uh, in the surrounding area. Um, it's a young people. There's kids in it, so there's restrictions with kids. And then there was animals. Yeah. And so, and it's and it's what they call a road oh. show, meaning that you're constantly moving from one location to the next because it's this ongoing chase sequence involved. So um, that was the most challenging, and it was the most challenging, but not because of those logistics, interestingly, but because of the makeup of the production team involved in it. And that made really? it difficult. Yeah. I think that um, that's probably, I don't know, I, I actually I've never said this before, it's coming out of my mouth, I'm hearing myself say this, but that's probably the hardest thing, at least in my experience, to, as a director to deal with. Um, you can deal with problems, that, accidents that come up on the set, uh, location problems, uh, weather issues, uh, some actor gets hurt and you've got to figure out a way around it. You know, all of those things are okay because, frankly, in my way of thinking about it, and I'm Sure, there's a lot of directors out there who feel the same thing, but it's an opportunity uh, for something better, um, and that's the only way you can approach that. You, if you're a doom and gloomer, that's the worst thing in the world, and it doesn't filter through the crew very well, and you can't lose momentum. You know, you always have to keep it on the back on its heels. Uh, so you have to keep moving forward. You have to keep the pace going. You have to keep people focused, you know, and you have to try to create skin in the game. So when you have problems with production, um, sabotaging the process in their own ways, that's yeah. the hardest. You know, because that I deal with men well, and women. Well, they say the hardest thing to do is work with children and animals. That's, you know, the two big ones. 
And hearing, See, I, you know, I couldn't hearing... disagree with that. I, I, I got to you, my personal experience is exactly the opposite. Um, <laughs> children are uh, people who honestly believe in what they're doing in the moment. That's adult actors. You don't find a lot of adult actors who can really do that. I mean, that's a fact. Uh, most people don't realize that because they can't differentiate, you know, people who are acting from people who are, you know, actually having an experience in the moment. And uh, kids are there. That's why they're there. They have an imagination, and they can suspend it, and they will believe it, and, and they're 100%. So kids are not a problem. Time restraints with kids can be a, budget, a, a schedule problem, but the kids themselves are not a problem. Parents can be a problem, but the kids themselves are never a problem. They're great. Animals are animals, and uh, they are trained to do things on cue. Uh, the annoying things about some animals is you have to have a rock in the middle of the shot so the mountain lion will come and stand on it or the wolf will come and stand on it or the deer will come and stand on it because that's the way they're trained. Those are the annoying things about animals. And, and you're praying that they don't defecate in the middle of a shot either. So, cause then yeah. Well, you know, there are, other. I mean, when I was doing The Lizard Woman, Steve Martin was the guy that handles animals for us, and he was fabulous. He it dances with wolves. I mean, his list is awesome. He's a great, great guy, great company, that one. And, you know, he would say, John, uh, you know, this cat we got, it's an old cat, and it's late in the day, and they get tired, and he's eating, and I, yeah, I just can't, you know, we got to do something with him right away. <laughs> you know, you get that. But mm -hmm. you know what? Uh, those are okay, because that's a real excuse. Uh, when you get, oh, well, they can't come to the set because they're in makeup, and they're not, or, they're, well, they're in wardrobe, they'll be right there, but they're not in wardrobe. Those are the kinds of things you go, you can't deal with. Those are the things that really are problems, in my personal opinion. Now, I have to ask you, we're getting write-ins on Twitter, and people want to know who the hardest actor you ever worked with is. I'm not going to ask that, because I don't want to, uh, to, to out whoever it is, just in case. But what was the most difficult experience? you ever had with an actor. You don't have to say who. So I'm hoping that'll placate Twitter. Um, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, I've been around some pretty interesting situations in regards to that kind of stuff, both as a crew person, as a person who has responsibility in that relationship and that dynamic and process. And... Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, a, it's an interesting process. I would have to say, if I, I don't know, I really think about that one. Um, there's, let me just say this. Actually, the way I remember that type of situation is what kind of information I gained from it that could make it better for me to deal with you know, that particular situation. Or when I was in it, I could reflect on things that I experienced and go, I've seen this happen, I've, I've watched this go down, and here's what the, you can expect from this, you know, how you, you have to deal with it. So you deal with each one of those things, you know, kind of as they come up. Um, I guess the most tragic, and I, I will use the name, was Natalie Wood's last film. I was on that project. Ooh, Brainstorm? Okay. Yes, I was. Sorry. 
And I love Natalie Wood. Um, she was very vulnerable at that time, very, very vulnerable. She had this reputation as a woman who just never lost her youth. But at this particular point in time, it always catches up to you, and it was starting to come, and she was very insecure about it. And it was palatable, I mean, to anybody who wanted to look and see. She was a wonderfully genuine individual. Um, I, I, there's another guy on the set, and I teased her relentlessly, trying to pick her up, and our mail keys are going to be here, and what room number are you in? And, oh, she was fun. She laughed, and, you know, she played the game as well. It was, but it made her feel she enjoyed it, and that's the thing. I just felt like she really needs to, you know, I, I just enjoyed her a lot. And so witnessing all that went down with that, and I'm not going to get into the details of it, uh, witnessing all went down with that uh, was probably, I guess, the most tragic experience I've uh, had anything to do with in that movie, in the movie industry. That would have been really, really rough. It's it's funny, not funny hearing the story, but it's so strange to hear that story coming from you. I always describe you as one of the most relentlessly upbeat individuals. Um, I've ever, I've ever met. I, you know, the whole place can be in chaos and you're going to have people laughing and smiling and wanting to get to it. So, um, I, I never really thought about you having to experience something like that. And you really are, you know, relentlessly upbeat. That's how I describe you. And after going through those experiences and Hollywood's ups and downs, how do you stay so upbeat? Well... Um, I, you know, I, when I do workshops and I teach young kids, or, you know, they're kids to me, they want to come up in the business and, and it's the best time in the world for young people who want to be in the film business and stuff you couldn't, I don't care what element in it right now. It's a golden age. It's a new golden age. It's a whole new world and it's a great time, but you gotta, you gotta have certain things. And one of them is, uh, you have to have uh, you, it's the old song said in the music, man, gotta dance. I gotta dance. I just got to dance. That's all there is to it. Uh, there's nothing more important than dancing. I gotta dance. And that's, you gotta want to dance. And the other song that goes with that is heart. You have to have heart. Miles and miles of heart. And you need the heart because your need to dance means you're going to get rejected. There's no way around it. That's just the way it works. And you're going to get knocked down. And sometimes in ways that seem cruel, they're not. It's just, it's just the way it is in that moment. But you've got to have heart so you can pick yourself up and follow through with what it is you want to do more than anything in the world, and that's the dance. And the other thing is, as far as acting goes, and I think a part of it goes with anything in this business, but probably in others, is there's an element of me, 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 look at 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 me, me, me. And frankly, if you don't have those things and a monicum of talent, you don't stand a snowball's chance of hell of making it in that business. That's all there is to it. And there's nothing in anything that I said there that's a negative. Me, me, me is not a negative. Me, me, me is a part of who we are biologically. You know, it's the integrity of being me, me, me that's the question. Uh, so 
You know, I think those are criterias. And I am a theater person. I never thought of myself that way. I stumbled into it. I, 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 as a friend of mine said, John, I'm, I'm bumbling my way out of this business exactly the way I bumbled my way into it. And I laughed hysterically because that's exactly what I'm doing. I bumbled into it and I bumbled out of it. And, um, you know, I, I love emphasizing love the work. I love the people I work with. I like the people in the lighting group. I like the grips. I like the teamsters. I like the actors. I like the ADs. I like it all. I like it. I like being there. I like working as a team. I like being a part of that process. There's problems every 15 minutes. You've got to solve them. You're liquid. It, your blood pumps. You're busy. And then you sit around and do a lot of crap for nothing because... The movie business is pretty much hurry up and wait like the military. But yeah. I love the work. So I can put those things aside, and I can focus on what's the objective here, and that is the show, the commercial, the play, the whatever. And I, I go at it. And as long as I have people who are working with me, I'm okay if I have people who are not working with me. And that doesn't mean me as a boss necessarily. It just means a member on a team. Uh, you've got people who are playing and being a part of the team. That's great. And they're not. They're not. And that's no fun. And I don't like it. I don't want to be a part of it. And um, I think that's what differentiates the best in Hollywood from the worst. I would agree with that. It's uh, you. People get hired again and again because they are easy to work with because they're fun to work with. You can be the greatest actor in the world, but if you're a pain in the ass, no one's ever hiring you. So you I, know, I can definitely I, I see say, that. I, I've had, uh, well, one of the reasons why I'm here is to share these kinds of things. So I'm going to jump into Twilight Zone, the movie. And <laughs> um, I work, uh, at that particular time, uh, I was working really hot and heavy with the director of photography who uh, did E.T., uh, Alan Davio. And we'd been doing commercials and stuff uh, for a long while together. And what people don't know is that Alan Davio was the cameraman for uh, Stevens uh, college film, Amblin. And um, so with, with uh, Alan, uh, the great thing about working with him, he was a, he's an Academy Award-winning director of photography. He's got an impeccable eye. He's a, he's a wonderful man, first of all. He's just a great guy. And he, he's a real confident person in himself. And so I could stand with Alan and we could talk about a shot and lighting. And I could come up with ideas. The guys that I was working with, Chris, or, you know, whatever, they could come up with ideas. And if it was a good idea, we went, okay, that's a good idea. Let's do it. And we did it. And that's the way we worked. We were a team. And it was a great team. And, and so Stephen, of course, had us to do a, a kick the can segment. But he also brought in the director of Mad Max. And he had never worked in America before. So this was his first experience working in America. So Stephen gave him his crew. <laughs> so 
That's how I ended up working with George Miller on Terra 20,000 feet. And on Terra 20,000 feet, at Terra 20,000 feet, the star of that was John Lithgow. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, there was a young girl, there's a young girl in that uh, show, uh, that segment, and that young girl lived at the lake where I lived out there, Malibu Lake, um, and was my son's best friend at the time. Just to show you, you know how what a small world it is. It's very anyway, small. It really is. So there's a, a scene in there where uh, uh, the character that John Lithgow plays uh, goes to the bathroom because he's you know on the verge of having a nervous breakdown. And they had rigged the bathroom with a mirror that wobbled, you know, so when you looked into it, it would move. And they had a camera on the other side of that mirror, so they're shooting through the mirror into that little air, you know, plane uh, bathroom. And what you don't see is that off of camera left of that particular shot, there's an opening in the set that leads just right out into the stage. And so we're getting ready to shoot that sequence. And John Lithgow and I are standing on that backstage right at the opening. And we're talking. I, I really honestly do not remember exactly what we're talking about. We were in, in a tense conversation because that's how he was. You could talk to him. He, he would actually have a communication with you. And if he thought you were interesting, he was very, you know, present. And I liked John Lothgell a lot. And we're talking. And in the background, you hear, okay, we're ready. Drawing, mark it. And you hear the sticks. And he looks at me and goes, just a moment. (laughs) Stopped and he he goes, looks at me and goes, just a moment. And he steps in. And, of course, there's nothing I can do. I'm outside. I can't look in or nothing. And then after a few minutes, okay, cut it. And he steps out and then starts talking to me right where he left off. I like and I that. Thought, and that's probably the reason why I don't remember what he talked about. Because studying <laughs> acting for so long, I thought, my God. I like that. Yeah. That is they, 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 they can really throw, throw you for a loop to you just see somebody just as anti-process. Um, but where yeah. can we find you, John? Because we have to wrap the show up. Well, actually, we're, we're cutting. I'm going to ask John. John, can we get you on again? We didn't ask any of the questions from Twitter. We've got a whole bunch coming in. Uh, I didn't even pay attention to the time, and we're at the end of the show. Can I get you on again? I'm asking you, like, Connie, sure. you on, on air. Sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank sure. you. Guys, I will pull I'm up sorry, John and... I'm sorry, talk you out of time. Oh, God, no, that was the point. That was great, John. Thank you. Um, guys, I'm sorry. Yeah. I know we usually do our end wrap-up. John, thank you so much for being on. I promise. I know we didn't ask the questions. We'll have him on again. And to the ones asking about John Lithgow, we'll ask those questions too. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with our special guest, John Reynolds, and we are on with host of the Middleton Moderate, my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin. Guys, we will see you next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.